Charlie Penn. Corey Marie. I, um, I'll be honest, week. it's been a rough week. I've lost a bit of my spirit right now. We understand. Um, we're all learning about the news of Kobe Bryant. And his daughter, His daughter, Gianna. Gigi. Um, the seven other passengers. And that... Um, Sunday was a horrible day. It was y'all. a horrible Let's day. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. Was it was really bad. Um, we know everybody is hurting. Yep. Um, everyone, I think, honestly, I think the, the world is shocked, mm-hmm. especially Los Angeles. You know, um, prayers for Kobe's family, his wife, his daughters, all of their families, really everyone's family. There's a lot of loss, but there seems to be some love and gratitude that's been bubbling that you first noticed. Yeah. So we were looking and, you know, all the journalists doing their due diligence. We know what journalists do. They were finding older clips of Kobe talking about. Being a father, mm-hmm. you know, being a man, loving his family. Yep. And one of them that emerged, he someone said, did you ever want a boy? Because, you know, he was a proud father of four girls. And he was like, no, I'm a girl dad <laughs> all the way. And the girl dad movement has happened. Fathers all over the Internet from every race, every corner of the world are proudly proclaiming girl dads. Mm-hmm. Fathers of girls, just for clarity, fathers of girls, grown or young, are posting the images and how proud they are to be a girl father. And I, Corey, I have to say we needed this feel good moment. We did because as I was thinking about this, you know, definitely. um, And I say this on the episode that we have, I was in the weeds of covering it. Like you said, um, you know, the nuts and the nuts and bolts, um, but also legacy of Kobe. Um, But what has been really beautiful. And I think it was your post, um, the one you did um, dedicated just to his relationship with Gigi. And I started thinking about how we're going to, broached this conversation this week and you know realized that we have a girl dad right here amongst us right in the office right in the office someone we've four daughters four daughters someone we've been trying to talk to like like you said i think you want we just wanted his business his business master class we decided to talk to our essence ventures founder and chair richard lou dennis about being a girl dad Yep, a proud dad of four girls, and he's married, four daughters. Ages 25 to 9. So he's he knows a few things. Yes. Um, and, you know, as a daddy's girl, you guys know, you often hear me talk about my relationship with my father. But, you know, I just can't stop looking at these images of Kobe and Gianna and the thing that it's hard to find anything to feel good about. But I was telling Corey the part that I keep thinking is he died doing what he loved the most, which yes. is being an Amen. amazing dad. Yep. And... If you got to go, let it be doing something you love with the people that you love. And the fact that he was with his daughter, being a coach Mm -hmm. and a father, supporting her, supporting her friends. Yeah, exactly. And I have to say um, to all the amazing black fathers out there and the amazing fathers, period. Yeah. You know, we see you. Thank you. And this conversation today, it's not Father's Day yet, but it was time to have this conversation and just talk about what it means to be the father of a daughter. Yeah. So up next, our conversation with Richard Lou Dennis. And please, after you listen, guys, hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Tell us about your girl dad, if you are a girl dad, just what you felt listening to the conversation and just what you feel about raising daughters. Let's talk about it. So... 
Charlie Penn, Corey. We are coming together under different circumstances this week. It's been very, a rough week. It's been a rough week. Very saddened. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, and as our listeners know, we're all dealing with the sudden passing of the great Kobe Bryant and his daughter, plus seven other passengers that died in a helicopter crash on mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you and I, you know, we've been deep in the weeds covering it. Um, yeah. And the thing that I thought was most beautiful, and this is not about social following or social traffic. You did a story just on the fact that when it was confirmed that his daughter was in the plane with him and their bond and their bond yeah. and everyone's, you know, start talking about that. And we started thinking like, we've got to talk to a dad how they feel about a dad of daughters and how they feel about that. And last night we were like Richard Lou Dennis, Mm -hmm. the essence ventures founder and chair. And not because you were easy to get to, but (laughs) it makes sense. It made sense because you have four daughters ages 25 to nine. Yep. Mr. Richard proud girl, dad. We see that every day. Yep. 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 We've had the pleasure of getting to know some of your daughters here. They have their own podcast, yeah. Girls United. Shout out, yeah. Magic yeah. Unfiltered. But yeah. welcome to the show, Rich. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for uh, thanks for thinking of me and inviting me. You know, it's um, having having daughters um, in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. um, and the challenges that we go through as a community but more specifically the challenges that a women go through in this society um, and raising women to not be um, afraid of what they face, to not, to not feel overwhelmed by what they face, to, to actually be empowered by what they face and to, and to be able to, um, look beyond the challenge and see, um, uh, see how you conquer that challenge, um, has been a, has been a, uh, an incredible motivating factor for me in my life and in the things that I do. And so, um, the girl dad thing is real. Is real. As a girl dad, how did you feel when you heard this news? Because yeah, that's where what were you? Where yeah. were you? Yeah, you know, what happened? when I heard this news, um, I was actually on a plane. Ooh. I was on a plane back from um, um, from Davos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all I wanted to do was to hug my daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all I wanted to do was to hug them. Um, and as soon as I got off the plane, I made a beeline to them and that's, that's what I did. And, um, and in that moment, um, all the emotions go through you, right. Mm-hmm. And all the emotions around, um, what they mean to you, what you mean to them, but then also what you must fight together mm-hmm. and how, and how much stronger you are, um, because you have daughters and how much stronger they are because they have a father that is focused on them um, overcoming and becoming and conquering and celebrating with them and living it with them and, and seeing them go from infants to now young women and how they flourish and how they grow and the things that they're doing 
all of that comes through you. Um, and there's not, there's nothing, there's no greater satisfaction in life. I can tell you. Like Kobe, uh, you know, what's been surfacing now is a, the clip with the ESPN reporter, L Duncan, where she asked him once, did you ever want boys? So did you ever want boys? You know that I haven't seen that clip, mm -hmm. but I can tell you, I've never wanted for a boy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I've never, I've never wanted for a boy. I think that when you're, you know, when you're, a, when you're, a, I have a sister. Right. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I thought I would have a, uh, uh, a son and a daughter, yeah. right? Um, and then I had my first daughter, and then I had my second daughter, and then I had my third daughter, and then I had my fourth daughter. And I can tell you that there was never a time where I thought, I hope this time is a boy, mm. or mm -hmm. um, I wish it was a boy, or, or any of those things, right? Yeah. And there's just something when you... And I, I mean, I've never had a son, so I don't know, but there was something really magical each time I held one of those babies in my mm -hmm. hand, right? One of those young, young girls in my hand, one of those baby girls in my hand and all the responsibility that I felt, right? And, and all the, all the, um, commitment that I felt and all the, um, uh, drive that I felt and all the motivation that I felt because I knew that, um, I'd have partners throughout life in them um, and that um, they would have a partner in me throughout life. And, yeah. and that has just driven our relationship, um, which is just, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I think I have the greatest daughters on the planet as does every other dad, um, but they're mine. So I'm gonna claim them. I think I have the greatest daughters on the planet. I love that you said responsibility that you felt because I know for every father that responsibility can be different. It could be many things. My mom died when I was nine. Mm -hmm. So my dad always says his responsibility was to be mom and dad. Yeah. But he always tells people like, I, this was my job. How'd I do guys? He loves yeah. to say that. Like how'd yeah. I do. But what were yeah. some of the responsibilities that you felt as a, I mean, you're surrounded by women. You have yeah. a wife, yeah. four daughters, a sister, your yeah. mother in yeah. your life. Yeah. You know, my, um, my daughters, each of them is a different, is a different person. Mm -hmm. Each of them is completely different. The things they care about, the things that they love to do, the things that they want to do, um, the things they don't want to do. Um, and so the responsibility is to make sure that each of them gets the opportunity to live, to be who they want to be. Yeah. Right. And not who I want them to be. Um, to make sure that they are protected and that they are cared for and that they understand what protection looks like and that they understand what being cared for looks like so that when they're not being cared for, they know the difference, right? Mm -hmm. When they're not being protected, they, they know the difference. And that's a, that's a big responsibility. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing that's really that's interesting a great way you put it, it too. Oh, yeah. That's really, yeah. yeah. You mm -hmm. know, the, the, the thing that's really sort of, um, fascinating about it is that as as you grow as a parent and as your children grow as children, the responsibility changes, mm -hmm. you know, and it and and it evolves, and yeah. and that's also fun to 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 sort of grow as your children grow, right, and and to continue to participate 
in the same things, but just at different levels and in different ways. And so, so for me, um, it's, it's extremely fulfilling, especially now watching them wake up every morning and come to work. Right. That's gotta feel really special. It's, you know, I tell you, um, because we live so far away, um, they have to leave the house at five o'clock every morning. Ooh, commitment, commitment. Mm -hmm. And they're up and out. Yeah, there's nobody waking them up. No offense, they're here before you are. It's not an offense. That's a pride thing. Yes, you know that's a pride thing. Yes, you know. Um, And 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 that's the other thing that's really magical to see is how much they've you know taken on my work ethic, taken on um, um, my passions, and made them their own, Mm -hmm. right? And and how motivated they are, and how, um, um, uh, as you said, committed, right? They Mm -hmm. are, Um, and they don't take things for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I know, like, you know, if you know. The shoe was on the other foot. If roles were rever- reversed right now, I, I might take a few things for granted. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't, um, which I think is a is is just a testament to to them, mm-hmm. right? To to who Absolutely. they are as people. Yeah, and the legacy that you are building in your family. You yeah, know, I mean, there's legacy that's just business and money, and then it's work ethic, yeah, integrity, all of those things yeah. as well. Family yeah. legacy, yeah. commitment. Absolutely. You know, caring about other people, yeah. you know, um, um, uh, uh, doing uh, for other people, um, you know, sacrificing. I mean, all of those things. And it's it's um, it's rewarding to watch. Mm-hmm. It's rewarding to watch. Now, I hope they're not hearing this. Right. Cause yeah, I don't they're going to hear this. Yeah, Get I don't ready. Need no big heads around the house. <laughs> it's big enough already. Expand the doors. <laughs> it's happening. Um, I'm curious, Rich. Um, you know, you're um, you're our owner and you're a man about town. You're a man about the world. But have you ever interacted with Kobe Bryant? Did you were you a basketball fan? Did you like what did he mean to you? So I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan and I think I'm probably more of a Kobe Bryant fan um in his death um than I could have ever been in his life mm-hmm. um I didn't know Kobe mm-hmm. um all I knew was what I saw on TV or what I read um and what's coming out now is the side of him that I didn't know right so mm-hmm. I, I admired him um as an athlete I admired him um as a competitor. Right. Um, and I think, you know, no, I don't think that there's a black man on this planet that had the opportunity to watch Kobe grow up right on TV and, and in sport that, um, isn't impacted by the way that Kobe competed and by the way, by the way that Kobe grew as a person, um, um, and so for me, that's, that's, that's what I knew of him, um, to now over the past few days, see him in his role as a father, mm-hmm. um, um, hear about him in his role as a friend. Right. Yeah. Um, because what's, what I think is truly a testament to the man is, okay, so we've, we, we, we've learned about his family. We've learned about his friendships. But, you know, the media would always portray Kobe as being this 
incredibly competitive person yeah. um, who was um, insensitive to his teammates, who was right, um, or some of his teammates. And to see those same teammates now talk about him um, and talk about him in a way that we all, I now at least understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that was his way of motivating. That was his way of yeah. driving. That was his way of supporting, um, and how he would actually support them in in ways that you know the media never covered, and and how he was supporting people that weren't even in his sport, um, uh, uh, and young men that came into these different leagues and all the challenges they face, um, being there for them. And so so for me, I think I'm an even bigger fan today. Yeah. Um, than I was um, back then. And I think especially, you know, in the world that we live in today with social media and, and, and just this overload of um, information um, that may or may not be accurate or may or may not be relevant, um, it's, it's, I wish that we would get to know more men like Kobe mm -hmm. while they're alive mm -hmm. than when they're not with us, right? It's funny you bring that up because I was in Union Station in D.C. when I saw the alert on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I was with my daughter, who's 10, and, you know, I didn't cry initially, but I was clearly like, oh, my God, right? And I, I think I was buying her something, so I was at the counter, and she was like, well, did you know him? You know, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, actually, no, but you make it, you remind me of something. I think we all grew up with him. We did. Because yeah. I remember when he came on the scene, I remember it was a big deal that he forego going to college yep. because he was just that good. But to your point, he was extremely cocky. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And he was like, we watched him mature. We he watched him mature. But yeah. you for, and then fast forward to when he retired uh, about two or three years ago, I was just like, I, you know, I'm not a sports person. Let me just yeah. be very clear yeah. there. Yeah. But to learn how much how rich of a man he was yeah. has been really beautiful and it is unfortunate we are learning about it in his death yeah yeah you know but you make a really good point we don't see especially black men the breadth of what they do and now you know as we loop back to the fact that what he's been celebrated the most is for being a beautiful dad yeah. to not even to Gigi but to all of his, all four of his daughters. Daughters. and yeah. we're seeing yeah. that and I love that yeah. this movement <coughs> We're just seeing dad say, like, hey, I didn't just take this picture. This is me supporting my yeah. daughter, being best friends with my daughter every day. But mm -hmm. I, I think I think the other thing that 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 sort of um, doves dovetailed into or dovetails into and which is why it was important um, that um, Essence became black owned again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Is this we live in a world where we don't own any of the platforms. Yeah. Right. Um, we don't disseminate any of the information. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't concoct the narrative. Right. Absolutely. And so what you see is somebody else's idea of who we ought to be. And so what you see is, you know, deadbeat dads or doesn't pay child support or, Not you know, present. got, ar got arrested because he didn't pay child support mm -hmm. or, or 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 um, uh, uh, is never spending time with his children, or is right, mm -hmm. and so so the the perception that the world has of us as black men is that we don't take care of our women, mm -hmm. that we don't take care of our children, mm -hmm. that we're not there, um, and that just simply isn't true, right. right? And so now, when a tragedy like tragedy like this happens, 
and this comes out, I think like, you know, everybody should and 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 you guys in particular um, here at Essence needs to be telling the stories of yeah. these relationships Absolutely. on an everyday basis so that so that so that what is normalized is who we are as a family and as a people and not mm. not that somebody else's perception or somebody's intention of who we ought to be is normalized as us not taking care of our families and not taking care of our children. Um, and I think that's something that we have a, a responsibility on this platform to go overboard and doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah. The imagery matters. It matters. Yeah. One of the things I want to talk to you about, Rich, is so we've all been talking about how we've been reading the news and learning more about Kobe and reading the interviews mm-hmm. and the quotes. So, there was a scene that keeps replaying where he was courtside with Gianna recently mm-hmm. and he was kind of explaining the game to her yeah. and then you could mm-hmm. see and he talked about how he's falling in love with basketball all over again by seeing it through his daughter's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm super close to my dad, true daddy's girl, have been my whole life. And people always say, how did you and your dad get so close? And I say, well, he would say when he started seeing the world through my eyes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. when we really went from like father daughter to almost best friends. So I'm curious, what have you learned seeing the world through your daughter's eyes, especially with the range from nine to 25? What have you learned about the world through the eyes of a black woman? (laughs) You know, um, a lot, right? Um, a tremendous amount. Um, one of my earliest memories was, um, we had gotten, um, our first order from Macy's at, um, at Shea Moisture. Okay. And one of the things that was unique about, um, a lot of things are unique about Shea Moisture and Sunda, um, especially, um, in the way that black businesses, um, have been, um, uh, either advanced or, or prohibited from growing in, 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 in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, we didn't have any money, um, and we didn't have access to capital. And so we produced everything ourselves. So we literally mixed everything and bottled everything. We used to take the cake, you know, the, 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 the bags that they decorate cakes with, with the nozzle oh, on mm-hmm, the bottom. Mm-hmm. And we used to fill it with the shea and, and, and the lotions or the shampoos. And we used squeeze. to squeeze them into the individual bottles. And we used to do that by hand. And so we got, you know, this, our first big order was Macy's. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're there filling wow, for bottles. Wow. And um, there were my daughters Doing the work. Filling, filling the bottles and not complaining mm-hmm. and not. And, and packing the boxes and loading them onto the pallets and pulling the pallet jacks and loading them onto the trucks. Um, that memory for me was the moment that I realized that with or without me, they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they yeah. know how to do it. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's in them. They've seen it. They know how to do it. Um, so that, that for me was like the first sort of seeing the world through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think it's the first time for me that I wasn't afraid for them in this world. 
right? It was the first time for me that I, that I came to the realization that, okay, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, you know what? You're speaking to my heart. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like my dad's obsessed with me being all right. Cause he's always saying that he was like, no, we're going over this again. Cause I just need to know that you're okay. And I'm like, dad, I'm grown West woman. I'm 37. (laughs) I have a job degree. He's like, no, but I just need to make sure. But it's like, as a father, He's his only mission at this point, especially at 85, is to make sure. I mean, 75, he's going to kill me for that. 75 is to make sure that I'm okay. (laughs) Sorry, daddy. But to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. So I hear you. Yeah. I mean, and And that evolves as we grow what okay means. Okay. Okay. Evolves. It constantly evolves. And, and then it becomes the, what's interesting is when it becomes the point where you're no longer the only one worried about. Um, who's okay in the relationship, right? right? It's also a really powerful moment when they're in a position to make sure that you're okay, yes. mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. When they're, when they're, you know, um, one of my daughters, Julian, always, you know, it's like every ten minutes, Dad, you okay? Dad, you okay? <laughs> and um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm, I'm I'm okay, and 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 you know, then the reverse is true because. And, and and you tell me if this is correct, but this is my experience, right? Is in wanting to make sure that our daughters are okay, mm-hmm. we sometimes overdo it, huh. right? I call him a helicopter dad yeah. behind his back. Sorry, dad, coming out. <laughs> but go, it's right? true. But I mean, I feel the love. Right. But it's true. But on the flip side, you guys overdo it too. We do. Right. And so <laughs> so you you end up in this beautiful place of over caring yeah. and over loving and over sharing. And sometimes you feel, like, yeah, I wish I knew a little bit less, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't need to know all of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it is. Um, but it, it is, it is a magical place to be um, when you're in this place of where everybody's concerned about everybody being okay. It's a love fest. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Before we wrap up, yeah, you have another one. Another I question. have another because I'm curious. Since you're here, black man, what do you what do you feel is important to for black men to instill in their daughters? Um, I think I talked about it a little bit in the in the in the very beginning. Um, um, and I may not have hit it as concisely. Um, I think confidence. Mm. I think I think to instill in them confidence to to have them understand what um, protection looks like, what safety yeah. looks like, what danger looks like, right? Who it looks like, right? Um, and why, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I think those things then lead to the confidence, yeah. right? They lead they lead to the to the strength, you know. Um, you know, one of my daughters um is a is an athlete um uh was a gymnast um and uh you guys got time for a quick story yeah 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 yeah. she's gonna kill me for telling this story (laughs) she's gonna kill me for telling this story does she know we have three million downloads but go ahead uh, (laughs) she's she's really she's really gonna kill me for this Mm um so it was time to it was time to make a decision on where she would go to college. And um, she had gotten offers and um, overtures and inquiries from 
many, many, many schools. Um, uh, all of the top programs in the country. Um, and so we were, you know, going through this process together. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the way, I forgot that it was her, her decision, right? <laughs> like I said, we can be over, right? Um, and so um, she had narrowed it down to two schools. And um, Stanford, like, wait a minute, is there a decision? But go ahead. Yeah. It, 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 it ultimately <laughs> is. And, okay, I, and okay. we, we should talk about that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, should, we, should, we, should talk, we should talk about that next. Okay, sorry. Uh, Not to interrupt I feel it. it's, there, it's uh -huh. her decision. Uh -huh. um, two schools. Yeah, so it was, two, so, um, it was Stanford and it was um, UCLA. And I wanted Stanford and she wanted UCLA. And so we butt heads about it, you know, for, you know, maybe a week or so. And I come home one day and she says, dad made a decision. I called the Stanford, uh, 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 coach and told her that I'm going to UCLA. Wow. And I was like, you did what? We didn't talk about yeah. this. Why, why would you do that? And, um, she went into her room and she came back out and she, handed me a note and um so and i'm pretty sure they still do it today um i think it was in middle school when they're going into high school the teachers asked them to write a note for what they're going to do to okay. themselves mm -hmm. and then oh. when they're seniors they give them back the notes so that they can well, look special. at it that is special yeah. yeah and um and the note says i am going to go to ucla <laughs> And I am going to win a national championship. And um, and my thing to her was, okay, but A, um, if you're as good as you think you are, you could probably do that at Stanford. Um, but B, um, you go to Stanford, right? Um, and uh, there's a whole nother world that opens up. And she explained to me that, well, you just don't understand. You go to UCLA, there's a whole nother world that opens up as well. So needless to say, I lost that. And, <laughs> um, and she went to yeah, UCLA. Um, senior year, um, they go to the uh, NAA, NAA, I was going to say NAACP, yeah, NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, gymnastics tournament and um, they um, go to the national championship meet um, and, um, and clearly Stanford did not and Stanford did not mm -hmm. um, and um, and they win a national championship so um, <laughs> I, I couldn't go to the meet I was I had some work stuff to do and um, so I called to say congratulations. And she picks up the phone and she says, I said, hi, Rochelle. And before I could even say anything else, she says, I told you so. She's been holding on that for four, four years. Four years. years. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say But that, that comes from, you know, what we talked about, you know, confidence. confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Confidence and, 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 and making a decision. Being committed to mm -hmm. that decision, executing that decision. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, she got hurt um, 
but her team won regardless and she was on the team and she has a ring. Yeah. Right. Um, it's more than I've ever done. Right. Um, so that, that, those are the, the, the moments and the things that, you know, you see as a father and, you know, you don't always have to get it right as long as you make the effort to get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I clearly didn't get it right. She got it right. And I couldn't be more proud of the fact that she got it right and that I got it wrong. And that yeah. for me is like the true, the true building of the, of the relationship. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank and and now sharing. let's talk about this decision thing. No, no. Well, why why do I'm, you ask? Is it not? Because I'm sitting here thinking like, well, I'm paying the money. Okay. <laughs> and you feel that I'm the adult. I yep. probably can see something. I can totally see what you mean. Yeah. Stanford does have more prestige recognition. I can yeah. totally see that. So I would feel like, Right now, I would be like, put my foot down. Like, like it's no, a joint decision no, no, or just yeah. yours? This is my decision. Or I yeah. can I can see Jillian's father being like, this is my decision. Yeah. But yeah. I will say if my Jillian came to me and explained why she wanted to go, then I may have to acquiesce and be yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that but letter? right now I feel like, yeah. no, it's my decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think as a mother, um, I think that that... I think there's a different, I think there's a a better perspective, if you will, as Mm -hmm. a mother than as a father, right? So as a father, you know, my number one job is we talk about this protection thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And allowing your daughter or enabling your daughter to make that type of decision um, against your will. Yeah. Um, is in a way, if you think about it, um, letting her know that she can make decisions and that, and that, and, 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 and that, trust herself. and trust herself mm-hmm. and that it's not just up to men to make decisions. Oh, my job. That's oh. the read, right? Because when they're, when it's your father, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Rich, mm-hmm. but this is it's it's priceless mm-hmm. to me because this is like I was gonna say. So your older daughter is 25. When you get in, when she gets into her 30s, that's when the tug of war begins. Because with my dad and I, that's constantly. I'm like, Dad, you are my everything. I love you, my best friend, my father. Yes, you get to have an opinion, but it's still my decision. Yeah. And I've watched that get harder and harder for him. Yep. And I get that because to him, he's like, but I'm the end all. I'm you know. I'm yeah. God in your life. I'm daddy. Yeah. But I'm like, but this is me and my, and you don't get as a man, especially sometimes it's just not the right call. And I've yeah. learned to, but what's interesting is now I've learned to like let uh, make the decision and then talk to him about it mm-hmm. because he's never going to stop wanting to, yeah. to, yeah. to, you know, he can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, 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 you never, never stop. You never, you, you, you never stop. Control. Right. You never stop. But, it, but there's also the realization that, um, Every decision that they make needs to be theirs, yeah. right? Um, and and yes, you want to teach them how to think strategically about making decisions. You want to teach them how to how to process outcomes. You want to you want to teach them how to um, um, uh, deal with how to own the consequences of making the decisions. You want to, mm-hmm. te- but but in this day and age and in this world that we live in, um, and I think. Every father should want this. Um, 
I don't want to be the reason that my daughter second guess is making a decision when she's in a mm. room with a man. Mm. Right. Um, and, um, and so that's, that's why in hindsight, you know, I, I, I can, uh, I can say that. And, and you know what, in, in UCLA was, was an incredible school. And I think it was the best school that she could have, she could have gone to for, for who she is. And, you know, and I have a, a younger daughter who decided, you know what, dad, I'm going to take a gap year. I wasn't happy about that, you know, <laughs> but you know what? Um, and she's, she's, she's taken that gap year and she's done some incredible things. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, 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 you know, shooting films. She's, you know, she's, she's um, uh, uh, building voter registration campaigns. Mm-hmm. She's, she's doing some incredible things that I, I couldn't have done at that age. And so I'm, I'm proud of the fact that they are so independent in their yeah. thinking um, and that they have somebody to somebody to lean back on um, in in the process of the thinking, but I I don't get to tell them what decisions to make anymore. Um, I think that stopped at like twelve in my house. <laughs> we just have a few more years to go. <laughs> well, cheers to black dads Thank you. like yourself to loving your daughters to girl dads, girl dads all over Thank the world. You. No, Thank you so there's, much. There's there's many there's many 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 millions of us out there, and we should we should be celebrating. We should be celebrating that. We the, yeah. the world needs to know that that black men care about their children. Yeah. They care about their daughters. They care about their families. They take care of their families in spite of all of the other challenges and obstacles that are yeah. in front of them. Right. Yeah. We, we can't let this narrative continue because I, I did, I, as, as, as evolved, as educated, as much access as I have, um, I couldn't have told you that, um, that Kobe was the father that he was. Right. Um, but I can tell you that I knew that he was the father that he was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because most of us are. Yeah. Right. It's just that there's a narrative that's put out that tries to um, point us in a different direction. I also Thank think you. you need to share, give a picture of you and your four daughters to the people. <laughs> you know you got an Instagram, Rich. Girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. We'll look out for it. <laughs> Let's see it. Thank you. Rich. No, but seriously, Rose. thank you so much thank for you. opening up. Thank you for this personal moment. Getting thank you. personal with this is, us. This is, thank uh, you. Um, this is important. And, uh, you know, prayers to uh, Kobe's family um, and the families of, of all of those that... Um, were lost and impacted Mm -hmm. uh, by this tragedy. And I, I think, you know, the only thing that we can all do as a public is to um, try to live better lives and, and, and and try to make sure that everybody around us know how much we care for them every day. Mm -hmm. Keep those hugs going. Keep it going. Keep hugging. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.